This podcast is sponsored by the Davenant Institute and Davenant Hall, reimagining theological education. Visit davenanthall.com. The Davenant Institute seeks to retrieve the riches of classical Protestantism to renew and build up the contemporary church. Key to this mission is their educational arm, Davenant Hall. In an age where much theological education both overlooks the riches of church history and keeps students in debt, Davenant Hall is reimagining theological education. Davenant Hall takes full advantage of digital technology to make high-quality theological education affordable via online courses. Students can simply audit a single class or enroll in a degree program, including subject-specific certificates, PhD supervision, and the flagship MLIT program, which includes pastoral tracks for Baptist, Anglican, and Reformed or Presbyterian ministry. Enroll in classes at any time during the academic year. Knowing that in-person fellowship is key to Christian formation, Davenant hosts regular residentials at their study center in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of South Carolina. Registration for spring term 2024 classes running April to June is now open. Register by March 27th. Fees start at just $225 for a 10-week class with a two-hour Zoom class from expert professors each week. Spring term classes include Male and Female in Modernity with Alistair Roberts, The Reformation and the Modern World with Michael Lynch, Philosophy as a Way of Life with Joseph Minnick and more. Visit DavenantHall.com to find out more. That's DavenantHall.com. This is Mortification of Spin, a bully pulpit from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. To learn more about the Alliance, visit AllianceNet.org or call 800-488-1888. After the podcast, listen for details on how you can receive a free resource. Are, is everybody ready? Are we going to do this podcast or what? <laughs> Are we ready? People's daughters, go for it. You are listening to Mortification of Spin Bully Pulpit, and we're glad that you're here. Uh, Carl and Amy and I are right now just kind of hanging outside the door of the Duggar household trying to get to gain entrance because we just have a, a bit of a discussion going on among the three of us about dating versus courtship. Is courtship a good idea? Um, has dating been hopelessly lost to a godless culture? You know, is courtship the only hope for fathers like me to finally gain control over our daughters? What are the, the relative uh, uh, merits and uh, demerits of, of each position? And Amy, yes. I want to bring you in on the conversation because you have been so bold as to actually post a few things <laughs> about dating and courtship. And um, you've, you've made it no secret that... You've got some real questions about some problems with with courtship and, you know, bottom line, my ability to control every decision my daughter makes. So <laughs> I, I want to know a little bit more about that. I wonder if you if, if anybody out there is wondering, OK, what exactly is courtship? How would you quickly sum up courtship, Amy? Um, well, as far as what I know about courtship, it's, um, you know, the daughter is under her her father's leadership in um, the area of romantic relationships 
and mm-hmm. she's to remain in, in the home until she's married. And in order to go out with a gentleman suitor, he needs to um, ask permission of the father to court her. And so courtship is this category of um, I'm pursuing you for marriage. Right. Yeah, because in courtship, there's not a category for saying, you know what, I I ought to take this person out for a while, get to know him, get to know her, um, and to see maybe if if this is a a young lady I could possibly at some point think about in in those terms. Courtship kind of flattens that and says you take out that part of the process and go from, hey, she's attractive. Here's the engagement ring. I mean, that's right. a little bit of a, of a caricature, but, but you, you go from, this seems to be an interesting person. She's a Christian. I need to go ask her father if I can marry her, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's some, there's some valuable elements to courtship, and I think that's why it's been so attractive. I mean, right. as a father of a daughter, Todd, I think um, yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's some tempting things about this. And I think it's sure. good for, um, for guys to be in a, a relationship with the girl's father in some way or another. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if yep. I still firmly believe in asking a father, you know, for his daughter's hand in marriage. And um, I don't think that we should treat women casually. Right. And I think that this is a backlash in some ways against the, the hookup culture that right. we find ourselves in now, which we, you know, take very seriously. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some good elements to it. And I think right. that a lot of singles wanted to, ask the question, well, how do you pursue godly relationships and, and godly dating? Mm-hmm. And this probably really kind of kicked off as a more popular phenomenon back when uh, Josh Harris wrote his first book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. That kind of uh, helped kind of more popularize. And, and again, like you said, he raises, there's some good questions being raised mm-hmm. um, by, by, by advocates of courtship because right. among Christians, so much ground has been lost in the area of dating. And, right. uh, and so questions needed to be asked. Some things needed to be changed. I think what you raise in some of the things that you've posted are some important questions of, is this kind of formal courtship, as it's being described by its most ardent um, advocates, is that the answer? Right. And, um, and you would suggest no. I, th- I think I agree with you on that. Carl is in England, and he's doesn't really care because he just has sons. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any wisdom for you parents of daughters, uh, <laughs> uh, other than you might want to keep them away from my sons uh, for <laughs> various reasons. Um, it sounds to me as if one of one of the problems with this is that it, as I think you said, it flattens things, Todd. Mm-hmm. And I also wonder if it if it creates difficulties given the fact that we seem to live in a a culture at the moment where the ability for young men to relate to young women just in terms of friendship is at a real premium Uh, i'm not quite sure what the reason is is it the the prevalence of internet pornography has just left a lot of guys feeling dirty and uh, not wanting to to approach women that they seem to regard you know as as purer than them uh, is it that some of the the rather draconian ethical codes poli- of political correctness at colleges have meant that guys are frightened of asking girls out simply on a date because they're worried about finding themselves on a a stalking or a sexual harassment rap right. uh, it seems to me that there's a there's a bigger cultural issue here it's not just the courtship dating thing but we seem 
to be living at least in in the Christian world as I observe it in a in an era when the ability of men to form meaningful friendships with women outside of the context of marriage is is really fairly non-existent right. would you agree with that as a, as a as an observation yeah I do agree with that um, you know one of the points Amy that you make in in one of your posts is this is this issue that one of the problems with dating that you know, courtship was responding to, I think, either directly or indirectly, is that dating went from an activity to a category. Kind of meaning, you know, dating was, you know, you had to, first of all, have a job so you could have money to ask someone out. Um, then you had to plan a date and be charming enough to go and make eye contact with a young lady and say, I'd like to take you out to do something. It's you you, you a had to. Bit. Yeah, and, and, and then plan that and, and actually have a personality to engage this person mm-hmm. in conversation and, and provide a, an, an enjoyable kind of list of activities for the evening, and then you take her home. And now it's just moved into the hookup culture has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, I think, Carl, something you just said about the, the prevalence of pornography, I, I can't help but believe that that has a, a lot to do with... Um, the lack of 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 young men's now their their ability to engage in a respectful and charming and w- way with a young lady. Uh, what I, one of the things I've noticed among teenage guys is an inability to make decent eye contact with a young lady. Mm-hmm. And I think it has to do with, I mean, n- not to sound alarmist or conspiratorial, but I I, I think that there has been in many ways a lot of shame because of pornography, attached to some of these things. And guys don't know how to personally interact with a young woman. Yeah, I wonder, too. I mean, pornography certainly probably plays a role in just the, the fact that our culture is so over-sexualized anyway mm-hmm. that um, you know women do seem to become more objectified in general. Right. Right. Um, but also, and maybe because of that, parents' reaction to where you see a lot of um, daughters sheltered from having friendships with boys. And yeah. we kind of live in this Harry Matt Sally culture now where everyone believes that every male female female friendship is um, sexual in some mm. way. Right. Well, that and is true. That is so against the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how are we teaching our daughters and our yeah. sons to just treat each other like um, mm-hmm. people made in the image of God in general? Right. Um, right. And so you first need to be trained in um, experienced and having good friendships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? I mean, we've we've isolated the problem, if you like, or, yeah. or the mm-hmm. set of problems. But what should we do as parents or or pastors to and try church, to yeah, counteract this culture? Mm-hmm. In, yeah, I think youth groups can be really helpful in this way. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look at uh, my daughter's youth group that they're in, and and they have some great friendships in there. And when they go to school, I think they have some pretty good friendships there, too. Mm-hmm. And so um, as a parent, uh, there's one sense of where you have to train them and you have to set boundaries and um, give them these strong foundations, biblical foundations. Then there's this other sense where you have to um, give them a little bit of freedom, too. Uh, I was just reading that, um, speaking of the Duggars, that open letter to the Duggar defenders, and it's written by an atheist. But she makes such a good point that, um, you know, this keeping your daughter in the home and not allowing her to talk to 
other boys or just go to the mall with her friends without being supervised all the time, you know, as a 19 year old, mm-hmm. she said, it feels like being 30 and five right. all in I the body of really a 15 year old. Right. Yeah, so it's like yeah, they're, yeah. they're given all these responsibilities in the home, like a 30 year old to actually yeah. raise their siblings and right. to do this cooking and cleaning, but they're not given any responsibility outside of the home, any freedom right. to um, have relationships. Yeah. And, and, and so because of that, what she points out, that, that difference, you know, on the one hand, you're treated like a 30-year-old. On the other hand, you're treated like a 5-year-old simultaneously. What, what ends up happening is that what they're not trained to do mm-hmm. is how to govern their freedom in a responsible way, exactly. to learn how to govern that themselves. Yeah. And, and, and don't not, you think as parents we have this job to kind of help yeah. prepare them for the world and coach yeah. them while they're here? Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and inevitably – Somebody's going to hear what we just said and said, oh, so you think a six-year-old ought to be sent out there with it? No, no, we don't. <laughs> we don't think a 13-year-old should be sent out there with that. We don't think a 17-year-old should be given no supervision. The difference is, is that a 17-year-old, if she or he has no more knowledge or ability or expectation to know how to govern some of their own passions than a, than a 13-year-old should be able mm-hmm. to have, then we've we failed at something. Right. And... You know, part of, you know, Carl, you asked the question, how do we, how do we help, uh, you know, our young people communicate with members of the opposite sex in a healthy way? I, th- I think, and, and again, here's where there, there's a sentiment expressed on courtship advocates that I agree with in that the father has some roles here. But, but mm-hmm. I'd say primarily to help his son, to help his son or his sons know how to treat women respectfully, know how to, when you're speaking to a young lady, look her in the eye, talk to her respectfully. Mm. And, and so when my boys, are, who are both still kind of young, one, one just started his junior year, one just started his freshman year in high school, when they're ready to ask a girl out, you know, par, part of my rule is that they're going to call her father. And, and ask her dad as respect to him and respect to her. Um, th- there, there's no sitting alone in a car somewhere in a dark corner. They're not going to mm-hmm. do that. They're not going to be alone in my house or her house mm-hmm. without some adult present. Um, you know, so, so there are rules. We believe in having rules and some boundaries because we do share the concern over the hookup culture. And some of these types of things, we just we're just not convinced that that formal um, courtship advocacy, um, you know, with kind of the the, the capital C, um, is 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 the best option for that. Yeah, and some of the commenters on on my blog post brought up some great points that you know each kid is different. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to see what challenges each of your children are going to struggle with more, and yeah. so we probably will be parenting a little bit differently with those. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um, I did want to be able to recommend the book uh, Sex, Dating, and Relationships by, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, uh, Gerald Heisend and Jay Adams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, he brings up friendship dating as a category, yeah. which I've really um, liked, or both of them do. They're both pastors. And they also bring up First Timothy 5, too. Treat older women as mothers and younger women as sisters in all purity. This is what Paul's telling Timothy. And I think... Yeah. To answer Carl's question, that's a way that, um, you know, a pastor is being told to treat women in the church in purity. Like, so when you're dating, you know, if he's teaching this from the pulpit too, when you're dating, um, what's, how far is too far to go with your sister? 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's the question they ask. Yeah, yeah. And I now, mean, if you want to creep your your son out, that's a great way. I mean, ask him that right before he leaves for the date, and you should be safe. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a leveling question, right there. Exactly. Say, well, have a good time with your sister, and just <laughs> let that. You know, text him every once in a while during the date. How's your sister doing? And <laughs> and know. and dads, you should be fine there. <laughs> Any closing comments? <laughs> I well, think, it's been. I feel like I talked. Too I think much. we just I'm made our skin crawl. You guys the floor. Yeah, it's been great <laughs> listening to the two people with daughters uh, <laughs> revealing their deepest and innermost insecurities and fears. Oh, I've been in twenty uh, years. <laughs> as usual, my advice to listeners is just have sons. It is a whole lot simpler. Uh, you only have one, two, or three of them to worry about, uh, not the uh, uh, the entire population of fifty percent of the rest of the world. Uh, until you join us again next time on Buddy Pulpit, it's goodbye from us. Bye-bye. This has been Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Alliance ministries include Reformation21.org and events held from Florida to Sacramento. To learn more about the Alliance, visit AllianceNet.org or call 800-488-1888. Please listen again, and don't forget your free resource. So I followed her around dressed up like a clown so she wouldn't recognize me. I mean, what's the big deal? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's that's got to be used to the end. <laughs>